For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the second hour here on Monday. I did make it back. Almost didn't make it there, <laughs> but I did make it back. And uh, we are talking with you at 508-996-0500. And let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Welcome back, Reverend. Thank you. Oh, how nice to hear you out here again. You know, and Even just... Even though, you know, you had some problems, but you had a nice lady... From Delta that covered you with a blanket? I'm not sure she was real. It may have been an angel. (laughs) Did you save the blanket? No, I I wasn't sure what the policy is with that, so I just left it on one of the chairs Uh, in the the terminal. Well, I called really for a whole different reason. But before that, um, at least you had a good time. You you, You said something about a lot of celebrities go to those conventions. So I'm just curious. Have you seen any famous people? Uh, well, actually, uh, when I was in the Minnesota airport yesterday, I ran into, well, I didn't run into him. I saw him walking by on the other side of the aisle, but uh, the guy who played uh, Bobby Bacala in The Soprano, Steve Sharipa, he oh. was there. But uh, no, so this, like when I say celebrities, I mean within the paranormal world. So, you know, as, uh, as Amy Bruni, who's one of those celebrities, puts it, Z-list celebrities. So it's people mm-hmm. that are on shows like Kindred Spirits, Ghost Hunters, uh, Destination Fear. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's son, Jack Osbourne, was there because he has a par- couple paranormal shows. The Ghost Brothers, you know, so it's it's folks like that that are that are at these. Mm. Well, I, I just made it back from my walk. I went to Pine Grove Cemetery, and just in time to call you up now before I make my breakfast. And don't knock it. It's a sardine omelet. You get your omega-3s, your protein, a little bit of butter in the fry pan. Delicious. I like sardines. I've never had them in an omelet before. Yeah, you just mix them in while you're beating those eggs up and throw them in the pan. Oh, very interesting. And I'm good for, oh, I'm good for hours after that. Now, what I really wanted to tell you last night, now, you know, with my conspiracies now, if you don't really believe there's something wrong here, uh, I listened to the talk show, which, of course, that night they're like two days old. But anyway. Yeah, they're best the ofs public- on the weekend. What's that? They're best ofs at night and on the weekend. Oh. So the weekends well, anyway, are definitely what- the best of the week. The ones at night were recorded earlier in the day. Well, I, I know this one's at least two days. Mm-hmm. I looked it up on the web this morning when I got up. Anyway, one of the political analysts, Kyle Jackson, you know that name? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, he was on there. Now, about the fires in Maui, some people were trying to get away from it. Cars, loads and loads of cars trying to get past it. 
people were melting in their cars, something like 2,000 degrees. I mean, you know, cars are metal. They were dying. So they, they were trying to get away, and there was a cop. They came across a cop, and he would not let them go. And one guy in the front with his family started yelling out of his car. He goes, you have to let us get by. People are dying. And he said, the cop said right out, he says, I have my orders. Nobody's getting by. People were dying. Why didn't the cop die? What is it? Why didn't the cop die then? Well, he was not. He's blocking the way. He's still safe where he's standing. Okay. These people were trying to get away. I can't answer every question, but you've got to listen to it. He's got the podcast. The thing is, these are the evil Dems controlling all this crap. They want to kill as many Americans as possible because then there's less people. They can control the masses a lot easier. Well, what's okay. the what's and, the fun in that? Why don't you want if you're going to control people? Don't you want to have more people to control? There's too many. Come on, too many people. Look what happened when COVID came when they shoved all those senior citizens into nursing homes. My mother was one of them. And but, with that last but if you were, if you were just going to kill people, wouldn't you be killing people that would have been on your side? People that you could have easily controlled. Well, you have nice ideas, huh? Yeah, you got nice ideas. I mean, uh, come on. And oh, how is how is what I'm said, saying any crazier than what you're saying? So you don't think there's something wrong with this? Why that cop wouldn't let them go by? Why in God's name people were dying? In because somebody car. told him not to let people go by. And but why did he do it? He had to be. I don't know, but it. you don't know either. If you were a cop and you were there, you got orders to do that. Would you do it? Would you do that? Are you that kind of a person that would stop people from going by? Maybe you have trust that the reason why they told you not to let people by was a, for a good reason. Oh come on, come on! Why do you think Reverend. that? Why, why do you think that your idea is right, but my idea can't be? Because yours is way out there. Could we? You, you are. Uh, you just accused my ideas of being way out there. Those fires were set, Mr. Weisberg. They were set. More and more information. Well, well the, the story this. that I saw this morning said that they believe that it was uh, un, uninsulated wires, bare wires that sparked the, well, that sparked the fires. Why do you believe that and not what I say? Why are you believing that? Well, because I like to believe the things that aren't insane first. Well, I'm glad you had some decent food while you were gone, even though you didn't finish all of it, you said. I did not, no. And, and you left them on the table. I did. I left a tip, so I don't feel so bad. I left. I left uh, ten dollars on the on the table yeah, for cleaning food. the room. You wasted food. It was four in the morning. I wasn't in my right mind. Oh well, you were covered with a blanket. You, now you think it's a dream. I would have done one better than what she did. Okay, being the crocheter that I am, I not only would have covered you with that blanket, I would have put one of my crochet baby bonnets right on your head. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Okay, I gotta get to my sardine omelet. I'm kind of hungry. Right, do you put cheese in that or just sardines? Uh, I used to use a lot of cheese, but I've been cutting back on that because it's kind of holding me back a little bit. That sounds so interesting. I'll, I'll still use it, but no more of the shredded cheese because that they put other garbage into it. Yeah, they put they that like just... anti-sticking agent in it so it doesn't clump yeah, together. That's yeah, that's weird. Weird. That's why I'm not using that. I'll just buy the whole block now and just shave it up myself. They save a lot of money that way too. It's a lot cheaper to buy it by the block and do it yourself. So you're all right with sardines? Make yourself one of those. I'm telling you, they're delicious. Yeah, I might have to try it. Now, so so is it a straight sardine, or do you get, like, sardines in water, sardines in oil? Like? I get sardines in water, and I'm going to tell you, always wild caught. Don't get that farm-raised crapola because they feed those fish terrible junk. 
grains and corn, and you don't want that. We, I'm buying sardines that have been caught way out in the ocean where they eat good stuff out there. What are, sardine, what are sardines eat a, naturally? Worms? Bugs? That's what they eat. What do chickens eat? You eat eggs, right? Yeah, well, I mean, so, I don't love eggs, but I eat them. Well, I never get the sardines in oil either because a lot of times they use soybean oil and that'll kill you. But anyway, the sardines, no, I never was a big sardine eater until I did a sardine challenge on one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels where you eat nothing but sardines for like three or four days. No. And I wasn't going to try that challenge. No, that, that seems like that. a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. But I did have a friend that did it. She lost six pounds in four days. Do you, um, do you like anchovies? I've never tried it. I have to say I have not. No, I, I don't like I them. I find them too, salty, yeah, too right? salty for me. Yeah, they're too salty. That's why I, I won't. But uh, I also tried a herring. It was uh, from Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this they, they got the smoky flavor. I can't take too much of the smoky flavor. I don't know why. If I eat one can in a year, I'm good. But the, the regular sardines, I'm good. I can have all you can do. You can still make a chicken omelet, too. You get a can of chicken. I read all the ingredients in it because you know what? All these salad dressings you get in bottles, or almost everything you buy, has that either soybean oil, palm oil. It's crap. Once you have that in your system, it'll take you eight whole years to clean it out of your system. That's if you don't put any more in. One little teaspoon and you're done. It's going to be there another eight years. So, And thank God I haven't really done any of that for a long time, although I'm sure I still have a little in me. I mm. bought that skinny girl dressing raspberry vinaigrette. And yeah. you start reading the, and, you know, you start reading ingredients, you start giving up everything. I don't even go up and down those aisles anymore. And dress, and you can actually make a lot of dressings yourself with, you know, you can get all the individual ingredients and make yeah. them. The, the, the recipes for them aren't very difficult. I'll make my own mayo if I want to. I'm not a big mayo person. But when I started reading more information about it, where they have the soybean oil in it, I don't buy Hillman's anymore. If you want it fresh, just make a little bit, just enough for you to you, use at that moment, and that's it. And you don't have any junk in it, you know? There you go. So I went from many years of doing, I started with Atkins in the 70s. I had his book. Then I, I, over the years went by, I started with the keto, which keto was okay, but it wasn't good enough for me. So I'm a 100% carnivore now. There was no sugars, no carbs, and I've never felt better. This is why I'm walking more and more. Might also be why you're so aggressive toward me all the time, too. What's that? Might also be why you're so aggressive toward me all the time, too. <laughs> I have the power to be aggressive. Because hey. you're a, you're a meat eating carnivore now. You're a, you're a, you're a wild animal, Mayor. You're a wild no, I'm animal. I'm sorry, but there, there's nothing. I'm not taking no shots, Mister Weisberg. Well, that's I hope fine. you make out well. It's I, not for I, everybody. I really do. You do know that when you stop, it's all over. You know that because you're you're taking this. It's changing you. And then once you stop, you're going to go right back to the habit you had before. No, Maybe not no the, the plan is that it should, you know, make it so that it doesn't take me as much food to fill up my stomach. Well, so I'm that... going to wish you well with that. Believe me, I do. But I've been through a lot of stuff. It's a long story that I could never explain it in just one Mary, day. You know what it is with me? It's less about the, the, the need to fill my stomach and more about the mental aspect of it. And I, I find that this is helping me break some of that mental aspect. That I can, I can now look at a plate and say, I don't need to eat everything that's on the plate. I can save some of that for tomorrow. And so I've, I've, it's just learning to know when to stop as opposed to 
overeating in the past. I thought and I was eating said, until I was full, and as it turns out, I was full a lot sooner than when uh, I stopped eating. And you said it does curb your appetite, right? So while you're doing that, at the same time, why don't you just go carnivore maybe two or three days a week? I eat mostly, I eat mostly protein now. And let me explain it this way. When I was doing the keto, I was eating green beans, which was, is not high carb. I was eating no fatty vegetables. It was, it was either mm-hmm. green beans or rice cauliflower. Now, I decided that I, I kept learning more and more and more. If you're going to eat any carbs at all, then when I go walking for two or three miles, I have to burn that off before it burns any fat that I'm carrying around. Mm-hmm. Now, when I take my walk... I know that it's hitting home. It's burning fat. So the more carbohydrates you eat, you have to burn that sugar off first. And yep. when I learned that, it was like night and day for me. What a difference. All right. Well, thank we'll you. talk about it again sometime. Yes. Thank you for the call. You have a good day. Yep. You too. And uh, if you want to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500. If, uh, if you want to um, discuss that, we can discuss... There was a lot to unpack there, but uh, if you like a sardine, I'll, I'll talk about that too. Sardines are very, um, I was going to say controversial, but like people people definitely have their opinions on sardines one way or the other. Some people love them. Most people hate them. Some people are like me. I like them, but I don't, I don't overindulge in them. I don't eat them all the time. But every once in a while, I'll be you know in the store and I'll be like, oh, I haven't had sardines in a while. I'm going to grab, grab a can. But uh, for me, it's a nostalgia thing, too, because my grandfather ate them all the time. And he liked to make a sardine sandwich. He would take, in my grandmother's house, they always used uh, sunbeam Vienna white. That was their their bread of choice. So he would take some sunbeam bread. He had to put butter on every bread, uh, on every sandwich that he had, butter on the bread. And then he would take the sardines and he would lay like four or five sardines across the bread. Just like that, just as they come in the can, lay them across, however many comes in the can, he lay them across the bread, and then he would take um, Grey Poupon, and he would put that on top of the sardines, and that's the sandwich that he would eat. And he got me eating it when I was like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and I, while I don't make the sandwich anymore, I still do like the sardines. And it's uh, it also makes for a really fun conversation piece when you bring them in, put them on your desk, and open up the can, and people are like, "What's the? Oh, what are you eating over there? Ah, oh, I'm eating some sardines. I like the ones in the tomato juice too. Those those are pretty good. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But you know, to quote Jay Giles Band, "No anchovies, please. I just I don't like the salt. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. Again, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. <laughs> in one piece after some of the the travel issues. I've never been in a tornado. I've said this before. I'd never been in a tornado warning until I think it was a year and a half, two years ago. 
was the first time I can ever recall being in a tornado warning. And now I've been in what we had two in one week a couple weeks ago. But I, I can now check being in a tornado warning in an airport off my bucket list. And I can cross sleeping on the floor of an airport off my bucket list. Two things I didn't actually know were on my list and didn't necessarily want on my list, but were. Uh, but yeah, getting first being told I had to sleep in the airport and then finding out that I can't sleep where I was trying to sleep because there's a tornado coming. And what's funny is I was mentioning before that some folks rented a van to try to get to Sault Ste. Marie from Detroit, which is a five plus hour drive. something like five and a half hours. And so they left it. They wanted to leave at 10 o'clock on that night, on Thursday night. And they figured they would get there, you know, four, three, four in the morning on Friday and have a chance to sleep a little bit before they had to get up and, and start their day with everything going on for the convention. Well, they were in the rental, they were in the shuttle van that takes you to the car rental lot from the airport when the tornado warning started and the driver of the shuttle van pulled under a bridge at the airport and stayed there for two hours until the weather subsided. I have never seen sustained thunderstorms as long as these went on for. It went on for over two hours and they left them under the bridge in the van with him before he would leave. He wouldn't drive because that's how bad it was just to get to the car rental lot on the airport property. So that just shows you how bad these storms were. And then when they finally did get there, it was after midnight when they started their journey because they texted us and they said, you sure nobody else wants to come with us? And we're like, no, it's Armageddon out there. But I did miss the chance to have a five-hour drive with Ozzy Osbourne's son. I could only have imagined what the stories would have been like uh, in the car with him all that time. Especially as people get tired and they get loopy and they just start telling things that they shouldn't tell. I bet you that was a fun ride. But uh, it was nicer being safe and sound inside the building and not having to worry about. Because I guess it's super dark once you hit a certain point. There's no lights anywhere. And I can imagine that was terrifying. You know, we're, we're people that run around in the dark looking for ghosts. But it's a different story when it's storms like that out there. All right. Well, it is time to go now into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Governor Ron DeSantis is skipping some campaign events to be back in Florida. DeSantis announced yesterday he's canceling appearances in South Carolina today to manage the state's response to tropical storm Idelia. DeSantis was scheduled to hold a town hall event and to attend the Faith and Freedom Barbecue. The town hall has been canceled and First Lady Casey DeSantis will step in for the governor at the barbecue. The Pentagon is investigating after a deadly weekend for U.S. Marines. The two crashes on opposite ends of the Earth left at least four dead during a training exercise in Australia Sunday. An Osprey aircraft with 23 on board crashed, killing three and injuring several others. Last year, in two separate crashes, nine Marines died in the same type of aircraft. Last Late last week, F-18 Hornet Pilot Major Andrew Mettler died in a crash that happened in Southern California. The commander of the U.S. 7th Fleet says China's aggressive behavior in the South China Sea must be challenged and checked. Scott Carr has details. 
The comments from Vice Admiral Carl Thomas with the 7th Fleet follow the recent use of a water cannon against a Philippine vessel by China's Coast Guard. Thomas says he assured the Philippines of U.S. backing in the face of what he called shared challenges in the region, saying in a statement, my forces are out here for a reason. The 7th Fleet is headquartered in Japan, the largest of the Navy's forward-deployed fleets, and includes as many as 70 ships, 150 aircraft, and more than 27,000 sailors. I'm Scott Carr. Recent Canadian wildfire smoke is blamed for a major jump in asthma-related trips to the emergency room. The CDC says researchers found that ER visits were 17% higher than usual in areas where wildfire smoke enveloped the region, triggering air quality alerts between April and August. New York and New Jersey had the highest proportion of emergency room visits. And everyone is okay after a hot air balloon made an emergency landing on a freeway median in Vermont. Authorities say the pilot earns high marks for safely setting the balloon down on the median of Interstate 91 after the aircraft stalled mid-flight last week. Pilot Chris Ritland and his four passengers were in good shape after he set the balloon down as it was getting dark. In sports, the Boston Red Sox wrapped up their series against the Dodgers with a loss yesterday. The score was 7-4. The Sox will stay at Fenway today as they get ready for a series against the Houston Astros. First pitch is tonight at 7.10 p.m. And now here is your ABC6 local weather forecast. Expect a mixture of sun and clouds throughout the day today. We'll be reaching a high near 75 degrees. Overnight tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 63. And for Tuesday, we have the rain moving in. That's going to be with us for much of the day, high near 72. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Right now, it is 64 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get break news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. Let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hey, Tim. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, I had the same experience in uh, the Chicago airport. Uh, I think it was about seven years ago. Um, it, they, they were sitting there at the gate, and all of a sudden there was a warning that everyone had to go to a, another area. They, they basically cleared the, uh, the gates, and uh, it went from daylight to pitch black, and the... Uh, raining and the uh looked like the the plane was bouncing it was out out the window but they they moved us all into a special area and then uh i don't know it was like an hour later but yeah that was my first uh 
uh, uh, tornado warning. Didn't get the tornado, but it looked like it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe how often it happens out there. You know, I know obviously Chicago is the windy city, right? But you just don't hear so much about actual tornadoes. But I guess Detroit, Chicago, they have them quite often. Yeah, actually, fun fact is that Boston is technically the windiest city on average in the country. Chicago is like number four or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe we um, just put up with it better than they do. That's all. Probably. Yeah. Um, I was in the, I was a windsurfer, so you, you got to know where, where the wind is strongest and just happened to be Boston. On, it was average higher. Um, yeah. I was, on the diet thing, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, uh, I, the toughest thing I have with it is getting over the first like four days of no carbs at all. Like, you know, obviously no bread, sugar, pasta, whatever. Um, when I'm trying to lose weight and, um, and after that, I, I could go like a whole day without eating and I even think about it. It's just, it seems like with the carbs, you also get the, the hunger pangs that come with it mm -hmm. like every four hours or five hours. And, um, that's obviously not good. So, um, but yeah, that I can get through that first four days, um, and get to ketosis. Everything is much better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely will. As, as the, as the shot wears off, you know, it, it, you have to take it every week, and then as it starts to wear off, you, you'll get a little bit more hunger. But those first couple of days, I have to remember to eat sometimes. Uh, like right. when I, when I landed yesterday in Minneapolis to, to wait for my other plane, I was like, I better eat something now because otherwise I won't eat until four, which is fine, except I'll be, you know, weak and I'm trying to, I have to drive and I don't want to be, and I already didn't get enough sleep. So I got to have something in my system. So I actually yeah. like, I got a bagel sandwich cause I was like, at least then there's a little bit of carbs and I've had a little bit of carbs for the day. Then I ended up blowing it by having a, I had a s'mores cupcake at the party. So oh. couldn't, couldn't turn that down. Yeah, I, it, I know what you're saying. It's uh, I, I kind of takes a little while to kind of put your hand up and say uh, virtually and say no, nope, not going to have that. And uh, you know, I always keep the uh, when I have to have something else. Sometimes we'll have that. Um, um, it, it's uh, that that meat that they dry down. What's it called? Um, jerky. Uh, yeah, I like there's the the, the trappers uh, uh, jerky you can get at the. Uh, they have a teriyaki has almost no carbs in it at all, but it's a, it's really high protein and and that, that always seems to carry me over. Yeah, that's good. Jerky's good stuff. It's just it's it's very expensive when you buy it in the store. It's so much cheaper if you make your own. But I like oh, the yeah, I like yeah. the exotic stuff too. You know, like the kangaroo jerky and python jerky and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I've been to a couple of game dinners in Michigan, and they have like people that make jerky and have racks and racks of it, and uh, that stuff's awesome. It is awesome. The best jerky I ever had was Mark Folco, who wrote the hunting column in the Standard Times. He would bring in a bunch of goose jerky and turkey jerky and all the different stuff that he caught during hunting seasons. He would make jerky and bring it in for everybody to have, and it was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to a game dinner? I don't think I have, no. I've had. I've certainly yeah. had, you know... Um, Things that people have gone out and got themselves for dinner, but I've never been to a game dinner per se. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, it's it's kind of rednecky a little bit, but uh, you know the, the the food. You know, you won't even realize you're eating like buffalo or you're eating uh, you know di different types of foods. I mean, they obviously tell you what you're eating, but it's 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 really good. So anyway, well, listen, thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Have, Have a good day. day. And uh, yesterday, I actually had uh, my my nephew came up to me with a, a bag and he goes, here, do you want one of these? And I was like, uh, well, what is it? And he goes, it's crickets. Do you want to eat a cricket? And I was like, yeah, sure. He had just, they were just dried crickets. And
and they weren't like chocolate covered or anything. They were just dried crickets and he was eating them. And so I was like, yeah, I'll take one. And I ate it and I kept meeting and I, you know, it was just dry. It just was like a crispy shell and it was dry. And so I kept meaning to uh, try to track him down and say, hey, can I see that bag? Because I want to see if they were really crickets or not. But he said they were. So it's just, it was very much like, uh, you know how like when you eat popcorn and you get like some of those unpopped kernel pieces and they kind of stick in the back of your throat and you're like, I got to get a drink. That's how I felt about that. And uh, of course, last night, the party, they, they decided to have a pig roast party. And so the, they had a catering company that came and did the pig and cooked all kinds of other food and everything was so good. But then my sister's like, here, I bought to-go plates. Everybody take home a whole bunch of food. And I was like, I really can't take home a lot of this stuff, but I wanted to. But, uh, you know, you just, you take what you can eat. The pork was fantastic. The, uh, they made a barbecue chicken that was very good. Everything was so good. But then again, too, you know, as long as you eat it in moderation, you're okay. Like, I love beans, but beans are high in carbs. So one, there might be one day a month or every couple of weeks where I say, you know what, I am going to have beans today. And that's going to be all the carbs that I have for the day. It's like 33 grams of carbs. And then I keep, I got to get myself out of the mindset of looking at the back of the can though and saying, well, there's 33 grams of carbs in those beans. So if I eat those, that's 33 grams of beans. I'm not going to eat the whole can of beans. I might've done that in the past. So I'm not going to do that now. So I can have beans and a couple of preferably all beef hot dogs just because that's what I prefer. 508-996-0500. Uh, we did get a question uh, in app chat. From Jeff in Fall River, who said, good morning, Tim. I was watching a couple of episodes of Ghost Adventures. Is Zach for real? Seems like they are a bit over the top at some points. The specific episode I viewed was the walk through the haunted house in Las Vegas, the walk through haunted house in Las Vegas. And I, I mean, I'll say this. I have filmed Ghost Adventures with Zach. I have been on it. I'm on the Lizzie Borden episode. And in my experience with Zach, he was very much about... Um, creating a good product for the viewer. And I'm not, I'm not, there's no code in that. I'm not, I'm not implying anything with that. He was just very much about what's going to be the best visual. What's the best way to approach the, the, uh, what angle should they use? What kind of lighting should they use? And so he spent a lot of time like figuring all of that, how to set up the shot, more time setting up the shot than we spent needing to film it. And, when you work in paranormal television, because I've done this, I've been on the shows, I have filmed, I don't know how many pilots or sizzle reels for shows that, did, that didn't get picked up. And what they tell you to is take whatever the natural reaction that you have to a situation and just kind of amp it up a little bit because you want the camera to pick it up. So you want, you want that whatever you're feeling to come across. So when I'm on an investigation, if something's happening, I might be like, oh, wow, wow. Wow, because that's just my personality. That's how I would handle it. But what TV wants is for you to be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And which is still, I'm still having the same reaction. I'm just amping it up a little bit. And it might be a little different for me because, again, I my media career started because of my interest in pro wrestling. And pro wrestling is about amping everything up as part of the 
the performance of things. You know, you 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 want to you you want to get people emotionally invested in what's going on. So I think I've kind of like come from that mindset when it comes to television. Now, if I'm on an investigation, like if if you come to one of my events or if uh, if you come to one of my library lectures and we're investigating the library, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have my natural reaction. But if, uh, you know, there's a camera, I can amp it up a little bit if that's what they're looking for. Um, I don't like to do investigations on camera. It's just not my thing. I prefer to be the talking head that just tells you about the history of a place or why people might experience these things. But um, uh, so what you're seeing with Zach is you're seeing him heighten up those reactions. Now, a lot of people feel like he goes over the top with it. And, and I think that he does. In my opinion, I think that he's, you know, over the top about things. But I also think a lot of that is his personality. Like, that's just how he is. So people like to look at that and say, oh, Zach, Zach's so fake. Look at the way he reacts to everything. I think, like, he's like that. Like, if you were just having a, a conversation with him, he gets, like, overly intense about it. Like, I could be telling him the story about, oh, so this morning I woke up and uh, I went to go take a shower and I couldn't believe it. It took, like, five minutes for the water to get hot. I couldn't believe it took so long. And he'll just be looking at you like, oh, wow, are you serious? Five minutes? Bro, that's a long time. I mean, that's just how he is. So I think that's just kind of what you're seeing translate on camera. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. But right now I'm going to take my next break. of the late Laura Brannigan. Uh, 508-996-0500. You know, when I got home last night after sleeping in a hotel bed for a couple of nights and sleeping on the floor of the airport, all I could think about was climbing into bed and getting a good full night's sleep. And if you're not getting one yourself... Well, then you need to go to Whirly Beds Factory Outlet in New Bedford, right on Pope's Island. They make the mattresses right there, and you can even take a tour and see how they do it. But right now, they have their Labor Day event going on, their Labor Day sales event. It's ongoing right now through September 25th. Right now, you can get mattresses $400 off, Simply Natural or Ultra Visco Series mattresses, each piece, any size. You can get $200 off all hybrids, gel flex, and platinum series, each piece, any size. And you can get $100 off Cairo, Contour, and Easy Rest Series, each piece, any size. And if you want to get an adjustable base, you want to get one of those nice adjustable base beds? Well, you can get $100 off on style adjustable base beds or $200 off on ultra adjustable base beds. And in addition, they're also doing 15% off any made in the USA furniture. And they're doing 20% off on select cooling pillows and protectors. All kinds of great deals happening over there right now at Whirly Beds Factory Outlet on Pope's Island in New Bedford. Head on over. The sale goes through September 25th. But there's always great deals and always great mattresses 
at Worldly Beds Factory Outlets. So go on over there, say hi to Patrick and Martha and the rest of the team. Tell them that you heard about it on WBSM and tell them you are ready to get the best night's sleep that you've ever had. 508-996-0500. That's my number. If you didn't get a good night's sleep and you want to take it out on me, you can give me a call. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? I love, I like the hat. Thank you. Yes, it was very nice. You got some friends of mine on your Facebook. I do. <clears throat> Sue Craig. Oh, okay, yep. Sue Craig, she's, uh, I went to school with her and Naomi. Naomi, mm-hmm. you know, Naomi. Um, uh, Stephanie Poyant. It's my sister-in-law's first cousin. Yeah, I used to work here um, with us, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she did it? She worked there, too? Mm-hmm. And then... Um, no, I'm sorry, Lynn did. Lynn did. I was, I was yeah. confused. Yep. Yeah, they, they're related. Um, and then, um, well, he's dead now. Uh, he's on everybody's Facebook. Oh, my God. Um, oh, usually if people pass away, I try to remove them from my Facebook, but I yeah, guess... Yeah, he's on everybody's, though. He's, I guess nobody's removed him. Um... They do turn oh them into, God. like, memorial pages. We have his cat. We have his cat, anyway, because it was my sister-in-law's um, uh, sister's husband. But um, he, he wouldn't die until his cat had a home, so we took the cat. So, uh, yeah, so you had a great time, huh? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, great, great, great great trip out there, and I'm already looking forward to next year. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. Good Lord. Yeah, you look very nice. Anyway, I just wanted to say, glad you made it safely home, and... Uh, that's good. I like the hat. <laughs> okay. You know what's funny is I bought that hat in the in the basement of the Harborside Inn, the hotel on Block Island that just burned down. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So it just. Oh, did you stay there? I didn't. I actually stayed at, at a friend's house on the island, but their shop that they run, they run the, the Block Island Ghost Tours, mm-hmm. and they were in the Oddfellows building right next door to the Harborside. So when I was down there hanging out with them, I was like, oh, a hat shop. And I walked in and I said, oh, I've been looking for a Panama hat like that. And, you know, yeah. I, I decided it was a little bit pricey. Um, you know, those hats aren't cheap. Real hats aren't cheap. But I, I splurged yeah. and I said, you know what? I need it. I, I've always wanted it. I'm going to get it. And, and I'm getting a lot of use out of it. Yeah, it's nice. looks nice on you. Oh, is that Panama Jack or just Panama? It's a Panama style. So um, Panama Jack hats are actually like on the low end of these. Yeah, I, I know. I saw I, them at, um, at the, uh, oh my God, I can't think this one. So I got to go to the dentist again. I, now. I forget the oh. name of the company that makes it, but it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice hat. I mean, these are, I, I now decided that I, I can wear hats like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to get more hats yeah, like that. Yeah, very so. nice. Well, I'm glad you made it safe. Thank you. And you get to talk next year then. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to put me on stage now. They don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And now we've already got the presentation yeah. ready to go, so I don't have to even worry about you, it now. you got a long time to do it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you for the call. You have a good day. Yeah, yeah you too, bye. And uh, I say that, but, you know, I, I could also have a different topic ready to go by next year. I'm, I'm considering working on another book. And if I do, I'll probably tie it into that. I just don't know if I'll have the time to do it. Um, somebody has to. The book that I want to write, somebody has to write it. And I know that I could build a lecture around it that I could then take out to, you know, libraries and stuff next fall. That would be an interesting topic. So I, I think it might all it might all come together. But, oh, it's so daunting to write a book. I've done two already. And the um, my second one will soon be re-released uh, now that we have the rights to it ourselves. But it's, you sit down, you're, you've got to come up with 60,000 words 
And normally that's not a problem. I'll, I'll write an article that it should only be 200 words and I'll write 2,000 words. But for some reason, sitting down to start the book, I'm having trouble. My first book, I had six months to write it and I waited till the last two weeks before it was due. And then I wrote it all in one shot. And I think journalism has kind of trained me to work that way. So at some point I'll have like, I'll take a, a week's vacation or something and just put a serious dent in writing those 60,000 or so words. All right, I got to take my final break of the hour. I'll be back in a few moments. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.